Hello and welcome to another episode of Live Your Own Fit Podcast. I'm your host today, Pete Jacobs, and today I'm going to talk about fatigue again. A little bit of a follow-up to what I was talking about a couple of episodes ago, but this one is much more around some practical implications uh, and implementations that you can use and visualize to help wrap your head around why some days you can't perform as well as you would like to, or why you feel tired on a certain day, why sleep is so important, and how all of this links together. So I'm going to keep it pretty short though, and I wish I could show you like a drawing and a kind of some visualizations of what I'm trying to explain throughout this podcast, but I'm going to do my best to talk you through it visually. So, all right, let's go. So why do we feel that fatigue that we feel after a busy day, after a stressful week, all of those things? What is stress and why does it affect our energy? That should seem, you know, kind of obvious, but it's not really at all. So I'm going to use the analogy of your teeth and the plaque that builds up on your teeth or the gummy, slimy stuff, whatever it is. Stuff builds up on your teeth when you don't brush them. So imagine that your mitochondria, which are the little engine rooms of your cells, that is in your mitochondria is where you produce energy. Now imagine that the stress is surrounding that little engine. It's in it, it's through it, it's outside of it, it's all around it. So it would be like trying to run a car in a closed room or even for you to be in a, in a sealed room where eventually the exhaust builds up and up and up and the carbon dioxide builds up and up and up where you can no longer produce the energy. So the car engine will just no longer be able to produce energy because it's, there's too much exhaust coming in instead of natural air. And your teeth get gummed up. There's more and more plaque build up throughout the day if you don't clean them in the evening. And that is the same as us going to bed. Our hormones do the cleaning of all of that gunk. They clear out all of that stress. And the stress that accumulates, it's, it may be tricky to picture because there are so many different types of stress that accumulate that we need to clear out so for example there's a few types of plaque that occur in your brain particularly there's a few hormonal um, chemical buildups that for that basically mean that you can no longer operate your eyes will start closing because you haven't cleared it out enough and it's built up throughout the day so that's just regular day-to-day accumulation you've also then got exercise like oxidative stress where there's all these free radicals floating around and they get in the way of efficient energy production. So there's quite a few different layers, which is why when somebody says, oh, stress caused the heart attack or stress was the reason I didn't perform well, it's the same thing. We we are going to just categorize that all into the same thing because they are all different, many different things that are inhibiting efficient energy production. And when you inhibit efficient energy production with excess stress of one of these many, many different sources, that is going to cause issues of performance. It is going to cause issues of health. I was just listening to Professor Grant Schofield talk about the impact of daylight savings and that there are more heart attacks the day 
after people lose that night of sleep. So that one hour change and losing that one hour of sleep means that people didn't get as good of sleep. They didn't clear out as much of that stress buildup and therefore energy production was low and therefore it was harder for their body to do what they wanted it to do. It had to work harder. And the next step that I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to it now, is stress accumulates and compounds stress. So I think I covered this a little bit in my talk about fatigue a couple of episodes ago, but I'm going to cover it again that if you wake up, or let's say if you wake up, or let's say at the start of your ride or run, you push hard and you go into glycolytic state, which is lower oxygen, that produces more oxidative stress. Same as if you haven't had such a good night's sleep, you haven't cleared out all of those chemical factors and plaque buildup, you haven't cleared out as much, so energy is inhibited. So both examples result in the same thing of energy being inhibited because of stress being there, which we could have avoided. So let's say you can avoid it by going to bed earlier, having good circadian rhythm, you've got higher amount of hormones that come in and clear out the stress at night. So hormones clear the stress at night. Without a good rhythm of hormones, a lot of things go out of whack. So people may experience weight gain, you may experience chronic fatigue, you may experience another chronic illness, chronic disease. You may experience Alzheimer's sooner, sooner in your older years. Those things are linked to less sleep. So if you can, definitely avoid going into a role of shift work. So back to how that would play out in exercise. If you exercise hard at the start of a session, you accumulate more stress. Because you've accumulated stress around the engine room, you are therefore making energy production less efficient from then on in until you can clear out that stress. Now, the healthier you are, the, the fitter and healthier you are, the better you get at removing that stress as you go. So that would mean you would be able to drop back into the aerobic zone and over time, maybe it's 15 minutes, maybe it's three hours, you'll be able to lower that amount of accumulated stress if you're able to lower the output for a while and go really aerobic so that it's going to be clearing out. If you're already, like I said, really healthy and um, fit, you can do that. But if you're not healthy and fit and you, and you have a poor night's sleep or you have a couple of days in a row of minimal stress or if you do exercise quite hard by just walking up a steep hill and your breath gets short, and a low oxygen state accumulates more stress in your cells, from then on, anything you do after that point is going to be done in an environment where energy production is inhibited. And that means it will compound the stress that will accumulate from then on. Let's say your teeth, you've cleaned your teeth and nothing sticks to them for a while. They've got a bit of, you know, protective layers on them. They're pretty good. And then by the end of the day, they've got a little bit of furry plaque on them. And then that furry plaque then attracts more furry plaque. It's easier to stick to from then on. And it sticks to it and it builds up more and more and more after that point. A little bit like the cell, where once you've got that stress that's inhibiting 
the efficient energy of production by inhibiting oxygen, by inhibiting the flow of blood, nutrients, all of those things. That means that it will accumulate more stress around that energy site of energy production in all of your mitochondria. So hope that makes sense visually because I can see it in my mind. I'm just picturing a little round ball of mitochondria and then I'm picturing it surrounded by, you know, plaque, let's say, like your teeth, just this gooey, gumpy stuff that's blocking nutrients, that's blocking oxygen from coming in. And the little engine inside is like pushing really, really hard to try and get some energy out, some adenosine triphosphate, ATP. That is your life force energy. It's trying really hard to do what it can, but because it's trying really hard, it's going to do it in a state that says if you were working much harder. So lower oxygen and more of a glycolytic state, so much more sugar burning. So lower oxygen, more sugar being burnt for fuel will accumulate more stress. So that's why doing lots of high-intensity interval training is the opposite of building up really aerobic fat-burning fibers that are excellent for health day-to-day. So building up sugar-burning fibers that are great at working in a lower oxygen state, great if that's your goal is to be a sprinter. But if you want to be healthy day-to-day, you want to have less stress around all the time so that you're always operating in a really good flow of energy because you've got good flow of oxygen, you've got good flow of blood, fat coming in. Everything can be burnt because you haven't got that layer of stress accumulated around the mitochondria inhibiting to inhibit the energy production. So I hope that is now making sense. And you can picture it. Little round ball. When it's nothing around it, when there's low stress, when you wake up from a really good night of sleep, you've got no stress around it and energy can be pulled, produced really easily. You get all the fats, the oxygen, everything feels great. But the inverse of that is you've got stress accumulated around there. So oxygen and nutrients can't get in. And so stress will continue to accumulate much, much, much quicker than if you started from a healthy state. So I hope that explains a little bit why sleep is so important. So if you can go to bed early and your melatonin kicks in and gets time to work, all its magic and all the other hormones are triggered by the melatonin, which is the main hormone that kicks in and then kicks all the others into work, to clear out all that stress, the plaque, the chemicals, the buildup, the oxidative stress, the free radicals, all of those things, then you're going to feel better in the morning than even one hour later going to bed. Your melatonin is losing an hour. Even if you sleep in the morning, it doesn't help because your body is set to a circadian rhythm. So that circadian rhythm doesn't just instantly change according to your behaviors in our modern life because our modern life has only been around for 70 odd years and the amount of bright fluoro lights is probably even less than that. So you imagine that just a hundred years ago and up in all the hundreds of thousands of years of our evolution, we were only defined by the sun and darkness. And then when fire existed, it was fire. But that is obviously not a very bright light compared to the lights that we're under this day and age. So our circadian rhythm is a 
thing that has existed throughout our evolution and we are now pretending that it's not important and it is really impacting the ability for us to clear out stress each night and be healthy. So constant accumulation of stress leads to all sorts of chronic diseases. And so making sure, well, let's say doing your best. Let's say it's five nights a week that you are really getting to bed earlier than you used to, than you currently think is feeling good for you. If you are lacking energy or if you are training hard, getting to bed earlier is going to be better. But you want to do it consistently so that your circadian rhythm sets up a good pattern of melatonin coming in at night and then in the morning the cortisol comes up as melatonin drops off. So that's going to happen around the same time that you set your circadian rhythm. So just going to bed later doesn't push back the melatonin later. It basically just doesn't kick in and it won't reach as good of a peak because it's still just going to be like, oh no, well now it's 1am, I better start tapering off and then cortisol is going to start coming in to wake me up in a few hours time. So think of that, that you are ruled by evolution. You are ruled by our hormones and their automatic, autonomic patterns that we can't change and trying to muck about with those will result in accumulation of stress, which will inhibit energy production and inhibited energy production causes all sorts of issues. Not to mention the actual fact, as I mentioned earlier, things like Alzheimer's is much, much more prevalent in people that do not get good sleep because the plaque doesn't get cleared out regularly. So hope that is all super clear for you why and how fatigue occurs from anything that you do, from day-to-day living, breathing, thinking, everything. So it's funny, I'll just recap quickly a conversation I have with uh, someone close to me regularly is, you know, who's had autoimmune conditions for quite a long time. And they'll be, well, I don't know why I'm so tired today. I just don't know why. I mean, all I did was, and then they will go on and list about four days of running around, driving grandkids around, dropping things here, walking the dog. Oh, we only walked slow. Uh, So we only did four kilometers. And so that basically means they were walking for about an hour and a half. Then they had to rush around doing all these other chores. And then they did this, they did that. So you imagine a day where somebody is already sensitive to fatigue, already isn't sleeping right. So yeah, this person is already not sleeping well. So their circadian rhythm isn't great. It hasn't recovered from um, some proper autoimmune conditions and also still being on some drugs that are inhibiting it. And of course, that they do feel the stresses of day-to-day life a little bit. So we are really focusing on working on that nervous system calming down so that you aren't, she isn't living in that sort of cortisol state um, and that's sort of messing up the circadian rhythm hormones a little bit too. So, and it just, it's like, I pull my hair, I'm like, well, you've just told me how busy you were, that you were a little bit stressed and you were really busy for like the last four days and you've been walking the dog for 90 minutes a day and you were not sleeping well. And at what point can you start to acknowledge that stress accumulates throughout each day and that if you are fragile and susceptible to stress, that not having little breaks is going to accumulate that even further? 
So even like a, a 10 minute nap can help with fatigue levels towards the end of the day. So if you can chuck that in early afternoon, that will help you feel a little bit better in the afternoon if the afternoons are when you really struggle. If you can't fit in a nap, that's where you do just have to get to bed earlier, manage your stress levels, um, your emotional stress is better, your central nervous system stress is better, and you also need to manage everything well. Your food, your breathing, all of those behaviors, your exercise levels, everything needs to be controlled to a point that you can set up a consistent routine that you aren't going to have these high levels of stress accumulating, which then you know, obviously then accumulate much, much more stress and get to the point of a day of feeling really terrible. And obviously when you've hit the point where that day feels terrible, you're doing further damage because that entire day, the, the mitochondria are just suffering. There's no oxygen getting anywhere. It's difficult to feel like you're recovering. Walking isn't going to be great because even just more production of energy while walking is going to produce, accumulate um, more stress on top of this stress that exists. So things like that is just becoming aware of your own sensitivities, your own weaknesses, your own limitations, and building up slowly on top of a solid foundation of circadian rhythm. So that is why getting to bed on time regularly, early even, is going to be one of the best things for setting that circadian rhythm um, and improving your hormones. And then the other thing would be obviously avoiding terrible junk food that's going to spike all a heap of other hormones um, and neglect your body of nutrients. Um, but the other main thing is then throughout the day, taking little breaks just to take in some belly breaths to drop that central nervous system response down to improve your vagal tone, which is your parasympathetic, your rest and digest, your calming nervous system. So your vagal tone is connected through your, your stomach, your intestines, your, all of your organs. So if you can just trigger that vagal tone, and you can by just taking five breaths slowly in and out, then you're just going to give your sig body to your signal, <laughs> a signal to your body that everything is okay and those hormones and those stress responses will drop rapidly. The same as when they will increase rapidly when you see a, a, a stress response as something's jumping out and you fear for your life, or whether it's just that you see something on TV that makes you a bit tense, watching too much news make you too stressed. Those little things that, you that are impacting your central nervous system in a fight or flight response, over time become chronic and to the point that you don't even notice that your body is stressed anymore because it has become your natural normal state of existence and you just are accustomed to it. So taking little breaks throughout the day, just 30 seconds to a minute, breathe in and out through the nose, into, into your belly, can help trigger the vagal tone, the vagus nerve to improve vagal tone. And that is your parasympathetic restorative nervous system functions. And it's going to help you connect with, oh, have I been living in a state of chronic stress, just mild chronic stress for however long? Am I in it now without realizing it? Well, breathe in and out through your nose, in and out of the belly, and calm your body and calm your mind. Think of something that you're grateful for. Bring your mind completely present and quiet. 
and that's it. As you breathe in and out with each breath, you may notice that, oh, you know, your shoulders are really losing tension now. Your neck's losing tension. Your entire body, your back is becoming looser and more relaxed. Now stand tall with your chest up so that you're, you're standing proud. And suddenly that quiet confidence of being fully present with a little bit of quiet confidence and you've totally shifted the nervous system impact in your body. So do that as regularly as you can. Maybe it's every time you get a cup of tea. Maybe it's every time you go to the bathroom. And you'll learn that you can tap into that without even needing to stop and do the breaths, without needing to stop doing what you're doing at all. And you'll be able to tap into that awareness and trigger your parasympathetic nervous system um, very easily and get huge benefits to reset that hormonal rhythm and reduce stress, clear more stress at night, sleep better, and have more energy every day. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it wasn't confusing, and I hope you could picture the things in my mind that I was picturing while talking to you. If it's still clear as mud, then get in contact with me. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to work with you as well on all sorts of topics, health and performance. So thanks for listening and see you next time.